Last time on Knights of the Rolled Tape, while their new friend Riggs makes final accommodations for an attack on Lord Malkadoth that very evening, our team has time to go out, explore the town, and meet its citizens. Gravely and Branch met a baker of delicious zucchini bread named Hugo, who asked them to venture across the street and acquire a special arrow of gentle repose from a Fletcher named Aaron. On the way, Branch also met a lady goblin who asked him to aid the rats being hunted at a local hotel. Meanwhile, Randall, Tiburon, and Sarsa went to a library to improve their skills and better themselves for the difficult quests ahead. I'm just kidding, they went to a bar. To the bar! Carlos, Jeff, Sarsa, and Randall. You're hanging out at the bar. You're drinking. It's getting a little bit later in the night. Things are coming. Things are getting a little bit wilder there. Uh, a guy in the back is singing. Actually, a d- three dwarves are kind of like singing a dwarf song together. It's getting a little bit rowdy. And uh, you're still hanging back there a little bit. Anything you want to do, talk about, say. Or you could head back. Uh, Tiburon is pretty intently reading the scroll, so he's he's probably not paying... Like, he's paying some amount of attention to what's going on, but probably uh, not a lot. Randall, you, have you, you ever had whiskey before? Oh, uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. Maybe, like, some from a puddle or something. Have you ever had it from a tankard? Would you like to try some with me? Oh, I would, yes, please. All right, all right. It's I'm, I'm a big firm believer that it's it's not good form to be drinking alone. Although that doesn't exactly stop me. Smart move, smart move. Yeah, let's try it. So, uh, here, here you go. So I'm curious. Uh, he immediately picks up the whole glass and puts the whole thing back. Much <laughs> is spilled. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Sars is like not even mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She uh she pours a little bit out of her um her little magic tankard pours out some for Randall. Randall, you you tend to run solo, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's usually just all Randall. Ever since I got kicked out of the out of the trash bandits. Trash bandits. Now that's I don't think I've heard you talk about that. What what exactly is that, friend? Oh, it was the band I was in. A, a band? Your musical. Yes, of course I'm musical. Would you like to hear one of our songs? Uh, no. <laughs> no oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, perhaps another time, you know, I feel like Gravely would, would really enjoy that, actually. You know, I, I've been running with him for, for a little while now, so it's nice to have some friendly faces around. Tiburon next to you, maybe even between you, is like, focus on this scroll and like, you're like reading this and like starting to mess with it and trying to read it out loud. And like, you're able to like make your ale just like ripple a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, oh, oh yeah. It's like you're little trying little to get it to like right, levitate right. or do whatever yes. you want. And you can just kind of get it to like, boop. rise up, rise up. Yes. Good. All right. All right. Well, maybe if we can, all right. 
<laughs> now, Tiburon here, when we met him, he was part of a crew. Oh, yeah? I was, I. Crew of the Bastion, I was. Second in command. What's a Bastion? Yeah. Bastion's a ship. You ever taken to the seas, Randall? Oh, no. Uh-uh. There's wonderful not, freedom a... out on the seas. Oh, I'm not really one for water. Gross. Yuck. Nasty. Really? You're that put off by water? Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Getting wet. Don't like it. Hmm. Well, we were dry most of the time. Uh, I think at that moment, you see Riggs walks in. Riggs, your sort of host who's been out making plans for tonight and kind of looks around and actually waves, gives a little wave to Cletus who acknowledges him and he sees you over there and comes to sit down. All right, preparation's about ready. Uh, where's a uh, heavy seen branch and uh, gravely? No, we've just been here. We haven't seen them. I think they were getting some arrows. Oh, all right. Well, that's fine. We've got a little bit of time and uh, everything, everything, everything's gone fine here. We had an interesting uh, interaction with a scribe feller. Ah, you met Caracol. Uh, he gave me a scroll. Is he an associate of yours? Uh, well, I, I do know him and he's helped out. He's a bit of a strange fellow, but uh, good for the cause. And, and, and he's been some help. He, he gave you this. Uh, he did. Is he trustworthy? As far as I know, he is. He's a bit of an odd duck, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to have him with us. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, finish up here and, and, and meet me back at the... Meet me back in my place. We'll be about, about ready to go. My plans are already together. And he takes off again. Nods again to Cletus. Sarsa has been continuously filling up uh, Randall's cup with her <laughs> magic tanker. <laughs> she mm, might be God. trying to see if she can get him sloshed. Probably won't take much. Cletus comes up and is like, Would you all like to buy ale here, or will you just be pouring it out of that there magic tanker? Oh, of course, love. Of course. Here, and then Sarsa will throw like, a, a gold at her. She takes a gold and she comes back with three new fresh crisp ales. No brown water. Just the uh, house ale. I guess that's okay too. <laughs> Randall, you're an odd duck, but I like you. Ah, uh, I like you too. Let's go back to the hotel uh, where the rats have just made an offer to uh, hire you to kill all the adventurers that the hotel sends. Uh, listen, uh, Darlene, was it? Uh, I would be happy to uh, hurt the humans over there that are trying to kill you because they are trying to kill you. Uh, the money is not that's not that much money, but it is uh, something. But uh, if we kill them, there will just be more adventurers. And uh, Branch and Gravely cannot always be here to protect you. So... What we need to do is uh, figure out if uh, you can come with us and we can find you a safer place, or if uh, you can offer something to the hotel that uh, they might want uh, in exchange for you swimming in ale and uh, eating food, uh, which they probably will not like very much. I don't know. I think we're I think we're pretty good here. It seems like a pretty good deal. Uh, if you could just kill a few adventurers, that would be good with us. But uh, otherwise, I, I think it's working out. I mean, what what could be better than this place? There's a bakery across the street, but uh, 
you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot cleaner than here. I think we're going to stick around. Have you uh, tried any of the food from the bakery? Uh, no, he cleans up pretty good. I, I, I've pretty much lived here most uh, a couple of generations of my people have lived here. Uh, we just heard legends of uh, the bakery over there. Good hey, zucchini Dar- bread. Darlene, hang, hang on just a moment. And I walk over to Gravely and I kind of fill him in on what's going on. And I say, <laughs> eh, what do should we give them some of the bakery food? Or do you have another idea about how to make them come with us? Uh, I don't really want to just kill the adventurers because that doesn't solve my problem. Yeah, I, I don't. Excuse me, says Quasi Kazoo. We will battle you if we must. Come, Team Zero. We will square off in battle. And they're kind of like, the three others are kind of like, I don't know if I want to fight these guys. But the wizard seems ready to throw down at the notion that you might come. Uh, Brunch, I I don't really feel comfortable uh, battling, much less or killing uh, other adventurers. I mean, these these guys seem kind of lower level. and, And it seems like... If rats are paying us money, that's also a bit suspect. So, I mean, maybe this is just not a gig. Chris the Rogue is noticeably mover- maneuvering around behind you to try to hide somewhere else. And both of you, like, very blatantly notice. <laughs> Chris trying to get into, like, backstabbing position. Uh, Liz, hey, Chris, can you hold on a second? We are having a conversation here. Yes. Uh, Hide it. Mr. Kazoo, uh, listen, I-, I think it's within your... all of Quasi our- Kazoo! Quasi kazoo, of course. Um, I think it might be within all of our best interest if we call a truce here, and and we're we're adventurers just like you. Um, we're just trying to. We're not trying to impede upon your bounty. We're we're trying to save some lives. All right. I'm sure you can appreciate that. Yes, we too are adventurers of good heart, and we can appreciate that. But if you attack us, we shall defend ourselves, sir. We're not going to attack yeah, you. That is why we do not want to attack you. We have okay. Helped, don't attack us. We have helped. We're out very tough. The realms. We're a fighting unit. We have helped out the realms in different aspects. Have you heard of the Battle of Oakheart? <laughs> no. Or perhaps Polpalona. Yeah. And the the orc fighter is like, I've heard of Oakheart. Yeah. Good people out there. Knights of the realms. Big heroes. Yes, yes. We were part of that. And actually, uh, the orc shows you, like, on her bicep, she has, uh, like, Knights of the realms. <laughs> it's not, like, the symbol. Oh, it's a fan tattoo? But it's, like, tattoo? very much a reference <laughs> to the knights. Yeah. It just says Knights of the realm in common. <laughs> yeah. <on>. K-O-T-R. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, like, a fan-made tattoo. It's a- it's an orcish script. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it is not licensed material, yes. Yeah. It's a knockoff uh, so, brand. Right. Oh, so, very okay. nice. Uh, I, I should get one of those myself. Listen. Uh, Chris, do not stab us. <laughs> we just agreed to a truce. Heidi. I can see you. Uh, so what What should we do? I, I, I need to get these rats out of here. Or stop the hotel from uh, hiring adventurers. One or the other. Tell you what, we might have a challenge for you if you're up for it. It involves a bit of hunting. Chris is noticeably trying to pick Gravely's pocket. Please stop, stop that, stop, stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of like push him away with my quarterstaff, just like disengage. Yeah. All right. Uh, Listen, we could. uh, What what, what do you think? Are you you talking to the rats? I'm talking talking to the party. Okay. Because I can't talk to the rats. 
listen, right. um, what do you think of if we gave you a special arrow? Maybe you could go and hunt. You could go and hunt for I forget what uh, Hugo was trying to find, like a a boar or something. Hugo wanted these arrows. Just it, there was not a specific animal, but it's a matter of like if you kill an animal with an arrow, gentle gentle repose is a specific spell that if you cast it on someone who is dead, they are like preserves preserved. the meat. So like you could resurrect them. It works for like a certain number of days or something. So like a resurrection spell that only works for like. 10 seconds or a minute after the person dies, they would be preserved enough to be able to re-resurrect them. They wouldn't like rot. They wouldn't like turn undead or anything. They're basically kind of like snow whited. Okay. They're like (laughs) preserved. And so the notion of using these to hunt would be like, you could kill an animal on the other side of the realms and it would stay fresh, bringing it back to the bakery. But there's obviously other, other uses you could use something like that for. So I just say, um, listen, uh, we know a a baker. Uh, you might have seen him is very close, about one block from here, named Hugo, who makes fantastic zucchini bread. He's looking for some game. If you go out in the forest nearby and bring back some meat, he'll actually give you a, a good a good amount of money. And there's some sport in it for you. You get to hunt different animals and get paid for it. Hmm. Much better, get bigger than rats, eh? Hey, uh, uh, hey, Gronk. Are you saying this would be a a mission, higher level quest? Yes, lots of experience. Yes, for sure. Boar is much bigger than rat. Boar, dear friends, I believe we have qualified <laughs> for bigger and greater things. Onward to this. You, you said there was an there was an arrow that we might be able to. Uh, oh take no, to the, the arrow was a quest um, reward. The arrow was. Hugo has that. Hugo has this arrow, an object yes. of great magical properties we could earn as reward for this quest. Yes. Uh, yes. Good. All right, Zeros, let, let us go forth. Good Good luck, Zeros. Wow. Uh, they were uh, something. All right, well. Okay, so. Chris is currently sneaking past you. <laughs> Haverall, before Haverall leaves, she's like, uh, is anybody injured? Chris, are you, is your hand okay? I could use, we could do some healing. We're good, everybody. All right, I'll, I'll wait. Haberol, um, okay. I'm a I'm I'm a new cleric myself, and um, mm. I, I've been learning uh, things like guidance and bane and, and things like that. Oh. Um, I've heard guidance is very useful. I would I would love to learn that sometimes. Oh well, I know thaumaturgy. Do you know thaumaturgy? You, you know I don't. Um, it's actually uh, one that I haven't really thought about, but maybe tomorrow. Look. And she makes the like <laughs> lamps kind of flicker, the four the the like torches kind of flicker ominously. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Effects. I'll I'll practice that tomorrow. Yeah. Well, good luck. Hey, bye. Well, uh, uh, may the light shine down upon your adventures. Okay. Yeah, and yours as who's, well. Who's who's your who's your god? Oh, I um, right. Uh, I it's it, it's it's. Do you have like a? It's Mistra of the Arcana Domain. I've got this little pamphlet that uh, explains different oh. spells that i can use and and um, do you have like a cool blessing that you say like may the light shine down upon you oh well it's not that but that that's a good one um it it is a um it goes something like uh, forever arcane in my domain be it ever so plain <laughs> um stay out of the rain or something i can't quite remember exactly the pentameter of that but 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if that's exactly it. it to... You keep practicing. You'll get there. You'll be like a, a real cleric at some time. All right, all right, bye. May the light shine down upon oh, you. Okay. <laughs> good, good luck. Okay, so uh, gravely, thank you for helping uh, make sure. them go away. One problem but the rats the are not now, going to. Now you need to talk to the rats, and maybe you can get them to go to maybe <laughs> from under a set of shelves that rats shove out eight silver coins. <laughs> uh, oh, your uh, your speak with animals spell has expired, but they're uh, like paying you for getting rid of the event. Let's get them out of here. Tell them to go somewhere else. We need to convince them to go away, or we need to scare them away. It's, I think. Uh, I can only think of a couple of things. Enticing-wise, I think uh, there is the food from uh, Hugel. We have some of that. We could say, be like, oh, look how yummy, and give them some and show them where it came from. Or uh, we could chase them out. I could ma- I could conjure some cats, and they could chase it around. Oh, what that's a good think? idea. Maybe conjure some cats and say, hey, there's a bunch of cats that are moving in here, and you need to leave, but we know a nice baker that you could live in the basement. If you do work for the baker, I don't want to just send the rats over to the baker because that seems kind of mean, but maybe they can help out. Yeah, let's, I can try that. <laughs> yes, let's do that. We'll, All right. we'll negotiate off camera. The plan is to chase them, summon some cats to chase the rats out too. If they don't agree to the plan, then let's use the cats as a backup of if they're like, no, we're yeah. staying. All right. So I cast speak with animals again, then I will say to the little rats, I will say, uh, okay, so uh, first, thank you for the silver. My pocket the silver. Uh, uh, the, those adventurers are gone, but I heard that there are scarier adventurers coming soon oh. to hurt you. Oh, no. And so you should leave right away. We can get you out of here without them hurting you uh, if you want. Eh? That persuasion. sounds good. <laughs> Maybe we should go. Sure, roll persuasion. I have the worst, <laughs> the worst I'll charisma score. I'll be like, uh, I'm just, I'm just like, give him a little guidance. I'll give him some him guidance. Up there. I get, I, I cast guidance. Right, there I, we go. Okay. What's that? Uh, D4. Yeah. On your D4. persuasion roll and advantage because Gravely is helping. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, eight minus one is seven plus four is 11. Eight was your high roll on advantage. <laughs> you yep. got up to 11. Yep. So you see the rats kind of like look at you and like huddle up again and be like, Listen, all right, here's the deal. We'll move, but you got to bring some of this stuff with us. So if you can pack up some of this stuff and bring it to our new digs, then uh, then maybe that would work. Huh? What do you think? Uh, yes, uh, that could work. Uh, we can carry some of the things and then you have a place you want to go. I, I have a friend in the alley outside. We could bring it to there and perhaps uh, she could help you uh, take it further away or you could go to the... You have a friend? Who's your friend? A clump. What? You're a friend of clump? Why didn't you say you're a friend of clump? We love and clump on I bottom did. of foot. <laughs> uh, yes, I am friends with clump. Uh, you want? We can take you to her and some of the food, and then you are gone from here, and you do not need to be attacked by the cats that they're going to send down or the other adventurers or anything. I mean, who knows what tomorrow brings, but like for now, we can go up, we can hang with Clump, we can eat some food. It sounds like a good time. Lead the way, my man. All right. So uh, I assume they point us at like some food and we like. There's food like everywhere. So they just want you to grab some stuff. All right. Uh, Gravely, the rats have said uh, that they will come with us if we help them take some of the food. 
um, and then we are going to take them to clump outside in the alley. Uh, so if you right. can help me pick up some of this food, uh, and then we will leave. Sure. Uh, is there like a back door that we can sneak out, or do we have to go through the lobby? I mean, rats are small. We can probably just shove stuff in our bags, and they wouldn't notice. All right. Yeah, I'll just put a bunch of stuff in the bag of holding and and then leave. Yeah. Okay, we do not want uh, the uh, hotel to see that there is a whole bunch of rats coming out. Uh, so, and he opens up his cloak. Uh, climb on, and uh, you can come out with me. <laughs> you can also climb inside this bag. It's like a, it's like a, a, a different big room inside. With all that food. Uh, is it safe in there? Oh yeah, it's very safe. It's kind of weird. Right, we're not going to suffocate like ten- or anything. It's like 10 minutes or something. Only or a minute. if, only if you're in there long. for 10 minutes and we're just going to walk right outside, then we'll let you out. It's like there's a certain volume where you could eventually lose up the air or anything. But like generally speaking, rats climb up a, a lot of an uncomfortable amount of rats climb up under branch. And he holds his cloak close. A bunch climb into the bag of holding where all the food was. It smells kind of good in there. So actually uh, like if, a if, huge amount go in there. If a few of you um, are good at playing dead, I'll just hold you by the tail and then uh, I'll show you to the people and then they'll give us money. All right, uh, Cynthia, Snick uh, Dick, and uh, uh, Reggie, you wanna you wanna come over here and do that? Yeah, okay, sure. Sounds good. I've been working on my improv. <laughs> <laughs> You've got three rats playing dead. The rest are in the bag. A few just kind of like scurry off into like cracks and things. Right. Like they probably have their own kind of like interest in exit points. But like, yeah, yeah. Branch has got a bunch under his cloak, which like wriggles a little. Meet bit us in the side alley. And then I, I go up in the back so Branch can head on out. And then I'll I'll go up to the, the guy in the front lobby that we talked with earlier. And I'm like, all right, we found three. And uh, some of the rest uh, left. I don't, don't think you should yes. have any more problems. We were very scary and they, they ran away. I am not paying you for those. I will pay you for these three only. And uh, counts out three silver for you. Uh, please, please take them outside. All right. Thank you. Takes the money. Pleasure doing business. I don't know where those other adventurers left. They went off uh, this this way. I forgot. I may have more work if the uh, if the other adventurers don't come back. So so come back and visit if you, if you want. Well, we won't. Goodbye. <laughs> and you're out of the pooping hippogriff. I'm giving this place a one star rating. <laughs> to the alley, I guess. Yeah, so you make yourself out with your uh, your three rats. As soon as you're like out, they start like wriggling around a little bit. And uh, I let them all make out your the way bag. over. Hey, do not bite there. <laughs> ow, ow, hey, ow. Watch the There class. are like a lot of rats <laughs> with you as you kind of like let them out in the light. Uh, they don't really like the light, so they all kind of like scurry along with you into the like, alley. They there, sort of you, like this bunch over there, over on the left. You the guys alley is the box. nearest darkest place, so they like naturally like scurry that way without too much encouragement. And uh, there is Clump, and, and Clump is, is in the alley. It's like, oh. Oh, oh, you have done it. Oh, oh hello. Hello, Felix. Uh, oh, Reginald, it's so good to see you. And they all kind of like wave it at uh, Columbus. They, they go in and they're all like, there's a lot of rats now in this alley. And there is so, Clump looking like very happy, doing individual greetings to each of them. So, hello, I'm Gravely. Um, you must be Clump. Uh, clamp on bottom of boot. Yes, uh, very, very bottom nice to boot, meet you. Right. Thank you um, so much for, listen, for helping uh, my friends. We... Don't ha- we? We just wanted to get them out to, to save them, and Branch told told me that um, 
you would you would be very appreciative of this. Um, we don't really have much of a plan of where they're going to live. Uh, we have some idea of maybe a place they can go, but do you have a place uh, you might be able to take them? Oh, this is okay. Clump will, will take care of rats. Uh, I have very many good places. Uh, oh, do excellent. you have? A, uh, they say they say that you you promise them them food. Do you have? Food? Oh yes, uh, Gravely, can you uh, let the food and the rats out? I just start pulling it out of the bag and putting it different places, and it's just one it's thing It's like a after dried another. ham. <laughs> I just Mary Poppins of like... all of the the stores from <laughs> jars of olives, yeah. all sorts of like dried goods. From a big old cask of ale. It's like five feet long baguette. Oh, this is this is very much food. Uh, yeah, you have you have done very good job. You have earned reward uh, here. Clump reaches into her cloak, and she pulls out. A uh, a little purple amulet in the shape of a beetle, hmm. like a scarab beetle. Okay. And she holds that out to Branch. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is a very nice. And Thank Branch, you. as you reach for it, it looks very much like a like a jeweled amulet, but it like moves like a scarab beetle, and it jumps into your hand. <laughs> And then when it does that, it turns into a rat and the rat kind of like scurries up underneath your cloak. And then you feel that like turn into something else. And it kind of like pops up on your shoulder and it's in the shape of like a sparrow. And it kind of looks at you and you look at it and then it turns into a scorpion and it (laughs) goes back towards your hood. And you just continue to feel this thing kind of like wriggle around and, and shape shift around your personage. All right. Well, you can keep that. Bit. I don't know if I really want that thing. <laughs> uh, you will, you will, you will get used to it. It is a, it is a powerful item. It will allow you to, uh, to uh, shift into into these these creatures, these small creatures only. You can you can shift uh, uh, whenever whenever you like. Uh, 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 no limit on, on on ability to to become the, the tiny, tiny oh. helpful creature. Very helpful, very helpful. Oh, he, to, he doesn't wow, have to they, use his druid ability to do that then. Yeah, and functionally it's specific to like, you can unlimited, unlimitedly shift into level or difficulty class zero mm-hmm. creature. So not like a gorilla or anything. It's not yeah. unlimited. So no, um, no battle form, basically. Only, <laughs> can only Branch do that, or can he loan it to other people and they can shift as well? Uh, is is for droids. Uh, droids ah, it, all it right. Works with well, that's powers. that's fair. All uh, right. Th- thank you very much, Clump. Uh, it is it is really nice. Uh, I kind of lean the... into Branch, and I'm like, oh, you don't normally get jewelry on the first date. Good <laughs> job. Uh, that's quiet, Gravely. I just kind of, uh, I just kind of yes. like. Walk off in the in the alley, like, oh, look at the architecture around here. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, does the uh, amulet have a name since it is kind of alive? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, I just I, I call it amulet. Uh, okay, that is a good name. When uh, it is a, a rat, I call it a uh, Steve, and uh, when it is a snake, I call it uh, snake. Uh, but when it is a, a, a sparrow, I call it a uh, flyer, and uh, well, well, there is more names that I call it. But uh, you can you can call it what you want. Well, I uh, I think it is very nice, and uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, can I uh, find you to 
uh, to check up on the rats later, or if uh, I have yes. questions. Uh, the rats, the rats may may miss you, and uh, they they may need help. Uh, this this would be good. Uh, you can find Clump uh, here, or I will take rats to to the forest uh, to the west of town and uh, bring them good treats. If you could bring uh, more treats for rats, that might be good. And uh, perhaps we could share some treats. Just that would be I, uh, the I, humans. Humans uh, share food. It is polite. So, so yes, we could. Uh, Branch would like this very much. Uh, do you have a favorite food? For for rats? For you. Uh, uh, or your flies. A food for clump? Yes. Uh, oh, uh, clump has never thought about uh, a favorite food. Uh, clump likes, uh, clump likes uh, uh, mushrooms. Yes, yes. Mushrooms are clump's favorite food. Okay, Branch will uh, find mushrooms and Branch will bring clump mushrooms in the forest to the west and we will share them. Uh, This is good. We we will share. We will share. Uh, Uh, Branch. Uh, Does Branch have favorite food? Uh, Branch likes lots of foods. I I will find some of my favorites and I will bring them to share with you. Oh, okay. Okay, clump will wait. Thank you, Branch. Uh, Branch from smallest tree in the forest. Goodbye for now, clump uh, on bottom of boot. Then I turn into a sparrow and I fly down the alley. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, So as you fly out to the alley, you find Gravely, well, you find uh, outside of the alley, you find Gravely as Riggs is walking up and uh, to round up the two of you. Oh, Riggs. Oh, oh, hey, uh, uh, so uh, we're about ready to go. So if you can meet back at yes, excellent. At my place, I, I look uh, forward be... to uh, getting out of this part of town. <laughs> Some weird people that live in here. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit dodgy here. Uh, yeah, we should get back. Oh, wow! Oh, a- anything ah. interesting happen? Well, um, we got a bunch of rats out of the bottom of a hotel and uh, met met a baker that made some good zucchini bread and sent some low-level adventurers uh, on a quest to find some meat for that baker and all sorts of things. As you're, like, walking past the hotel, you notice kind of, like, out of the side of your of your eye, a couple of the rats, like, climbing back <laughs> into the hotel. <laughs> like a few of them are already repopulating there. As well they should. Hello, Knights of the World Table, and Happy New Year. We hope you had a good year and are looking forward to a great 2023. December was a little rocky in terms of uh, episode releases, thanks to Chris Daly, who edited together our Randall uh, bio episode to help me out a little bit. He added some effects and music and fun stuff, so make sure you check that out, and we will try to be on a uh, much more consistent schedule in January and going forward. I wanted to take a moment just to to give a little plug to a set of miniatures that I bought for myself. This is not a, it's not a sponsored plug, but I just think these are really cool. I ordered them online, and it's a company called Wildspire Miniatures, and they have a couple of sets. This one was has 68 miniatures in it, and I don't. I think I paid either like 30 or 40 dollars. It was a really good price for 68 miniatures. I think the uh, the 3D printing industry is uh, bringing down the cost of minis substantially. But this set 
is really fun. First of all, it's not just 68 tiny miniatures. It comes with a really big, the biggest one is a dragon reading a book. It's called an adult bookish dragon. And there's three or four medium-sized ones, including a giant bear that has sharks for arms. And uh, as you can hear, like they're really interesting miniatures. They're really fun. And you look at one and you're like, oh, I want to design an encounter for that. It's not 68 completely unique miniatures. A lot of them have a set of four, but you want that for an encounter. And also kind of interestingly, there's a bunch that like remind me of prior episodes. There's a gnome riding a giant frog, uh, which we had a creature riding a giant frog in our very first episode in uh, season two. Chris had us fight keg golems, and there's actually a set of four beer golems in this set. There's a hell pug, which is a little pug dog on fire. There's some little, there's mushroom people. It's a little mushroom druid holding a bow and arrow. We've encountered some mushroom people. So just really fun stuff. And also, it comes with a little booklet with 5e stats for each of the characters in it. So... You know, it gives a little background, it gives a little drawing and a stat block and all of the things. So it's really easy to build right into your games. It's not from D&D, it's its own company. Um, but they're giving you all the five, all the ways to uh, integrate it right into your game. And just really cool. So uh, check those out. You know, look them up online, Wildspire Miniatures. And um, there's a couple of different sets. There's like Heroes and, and Townsfolk and, I don't know, a couple of different ones that, you know, I might be picking up. Because they're just really fun and inspiring. So... Again, not a sponsorship, uh, just kind of something cool I wanted to share. So, uh, as always, thanks for supporting us. Thanks for listening. Best way to support us is always to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that helps the best way you can spread the word for any podcast you're listening to um, in terms of having them seen by more people. Hope you're having fun. Hope you're out there gaming with friends and enjoying yourself and having a good time. And uh, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. Gravely and Branch follow Riggs back to Riggs's place. Um, Sarsa Tiburon and Randall are already there, already have made their way back there. And there is Has another Sarsa person Has Sarsa made any progress on getting Randall Schwasty? Nope. Randall's drank a lot, but Randall isn't, uh, isn't showing any signs of uh, deterioration. Nope. Unfortunate. Well, yes, okay. strong uh, resilience to chemicals being consumed. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, there is another person in uh, Riggs's place, and this person is dressed like one of the the like city guards, the city guards that you've kind of seen walking around, and people definitely like Malkadoth like enforcers. Uh, the, the same uniform that like all the people around the heartrending ceremony were dressed in. And Riggs introduces this person as like, it's okay, uh, this is Tork. Tork's going to be helping us out. Uh, uh, it's time to lay out the plan a bit. And, uh, well, we're going to need your trust because here's what we're going to try. And Riggs uh, lays out. So the general plan is that Tork is a member of the Guard. And they ask are asking, it, uh, they basically want to turn you in as knights of the realm so using that torque is confident and riggs is like putting on a guard uniform to impersonate one of the guards and so with torque's kind of like inside uh angle 
that they are going to like bring you in as prisoners and because as uh under the like guise of like we think we've captured some knights that should get you all the way into Malkados kind of inner chamber where the next phase of the plan would begin so remind me who torque is i don't remember torque is new so you haven't okay. met torque so this is okay. a person riggs is introducing as like this is torque torque is an actual member of the guard but like a double agent who's going to is he a knight uh, facilitate this plan riggs is not even a knight torque is also not a knight nope you haven't well, met just any people that here. are part of the resistance i'm calling it the resistance <laughs> the rebellion if you will and, that's right uh and they want to turn us in and identify us as knights, which we are. So it, that seems uh, very... Um, <clears throat> believable. Yes, but I feel like we're giving them a distinct advantage. What if they do something magically or hinder us or take away our weapons in some way? I, I, I feel like while this is a plan, I don't know if it's the best plan. Well, uh, here's the thing. I I had a different plan that was going to involve support of the knights. Knights did not come, as the knights have not come to our realm in any way during this entire ordeal. So I reconstructed a plan to work without the knights, and now I'm reconstructing a new plan to work with the knights. So this is what I've got. And if you don't want to participate... Well, I understand, but uh, frankly, I don't know what I can do. So uh, I have an informant on the inside. I expect that once you reveal yourself as knights and that you're you're not captured, Malkadoth will flee. And I have the ability to follow. I know several of the codes and ability to evade the traps that Malkadoth will flee past. I believe if we can corner him in his inner sanctum, we can finally end this for good. And I can't do it without you. And if we don't don't do it this way, I, I don't know what I can do. Hmm. Do we know how many guards we'll be facing? We're going straight into the belly of the beast. I I don't know if it's going to be a, a tough uh, a tough fight out. And Torque says, like, oh, well, I can get you past the main uh, front lines of guards, and uh, I should be able to go right through to the inner sanctum where you shouldn't have to to face much. Uh, Malkadoth operates largely in uh, in secret, even from his own people. So uh, I believe I can get you all the way through. We'll have to uh, we'll have to keep up the guise that you're prisoners and, and uh, not dangerous. We can uh, confiscate your weapons. I can hold them. If you have any way to, to hide them away, I can make sure you have access when you need them. But we will... Uh, We'll need to keep up the guys that you've been disarmed and you're uh, appropriate for Malkadoth to interrogate. Well, I mean, we might be able to handle that. Um, is there, besides, so Malkadoth is the one that can do the heart rending, right? This this terrible thing that we saw before. The heart rending is a, a function of the specific kind of cursed knife that they use. So that is something that Malkadoth okay. presumably has somewhere, but it's not his power. It's a power of this Okay, it's not just him. Knife. Okay. And uh, uh, talk. is there any that you know of? Like, do they have any big secret monster? I mean, usually there's a big monster involved in these type of things. Like, is there something that they're hiding in there? Like a, a, a big snake pet or something like that? 
or mostly just, just uh, as gods. Uh, Malkadoth himself got got some significant powers. Uh, I think he's a, a, a what you call it, like a, a necromancer. Uh, along those sides, oh, certainly a great. lot of uh, we got a lot of undead activity around here. There's sort of a besides okay. us guards, there's a whole nother crew of uh, the dead, I guess you'd call yeah. it. So uh, might be something to you hear that, Sasa. Prepare for you also, uh, but we've got some uh, we've got some dead things that might need some turning. You know, but I, think- I, I ain't saying any uh, any uh, big what you call it, like uh, big monsters or, or giant frogs or anything like that. Right. You guys got a good way to deal with the dead? That would be helpful because uh, oh, they creep me out. All right. We'll make sure that they're they're double dead. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I mean, I could probably hide things in the bag of holding weapons and such. So that that's possible. I'm just wondering if there's more. Maybe there's a stealthy way with that we can get in. Um, Tiberone, what do you think about this frontal assault posing as prisoners idea? Or I mean, you're you're very tactical. Mm, I feel like it's a recipe for getting ourselves in a situation we can't get out of. If they're, if it were possible to maybe take some people in as prisoners, but some people, perhaps acting as backup, might stealthily make their way in, then yes. What what if one or two of us acted as a as a guard, just so we had at least one extra person uh, on yeah, the inside? Disguise would be a good idea. Didn't Branch has he has he shared that he has his? Uh... Yes, I believe Branch would have shared the news about Amulet with everyone else. Well, then, what if we had him be one of his little tiny, whatever creatures, and we sneak him, you know, in a pocket or something? I could even sneak in, just like follow you or whatever. There are lots of options. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not have him nearby. We'll have him a little bit behind so he can still follow us in as like a cockroach or something like that um and actually what the question i had is randall you're a fan of garbage and refuse and whatnot oh yeah yes do you know anything best. about like maybe like a, a sewer entrance or like some sort of way that we can get in underneath to this uh this place that they're going to take us in like maybe a an underground tunnel? you do not Ooh. Uh, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They dump their garbage sometimes. Right. He's aware of like they, garbage getting dumped sometimes, but like not really a way in. They like throw it out from like throw it over the top. They yeah. throw it over the top. Very it's a it's like a it's like a very loose garbage. It's not it's bad. It's bad garbage. It's bad garbage. Right. Yeah. It's all donuts well, and Rick says, uh I suppose we really only need that. One of you to pose as the prisoner, and it might be more believable if we if we've only captured one. But uh, if you're going to split up, if you're going to take different ways in, like uh, we might not be able to get you in with us as far as as far as we're going. Past the if you can keep with us, uh, I, I can. Tiburone, Tiburone, perhaps could uh, could pass for a guard or, or not be noticed. Uh, we might be able. You think to- I could pass for a guard? Absolutely not. No. Uh, no. Everyone knows. Okay, okay. here's what I think we'll do. Oh, okay. Branch, like Sasa's idea of Branch turning into something small, a bird. Well, a bird might be a, noticeable. I could be a, a spider or a flea. I could hide on you or I could be a rat and follow you. You could join my other fleas. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, and Randall, Sasa, and I will be the prisoners 
and then I'll put the weapons inside of the bag of holding that I'm carrying. And then Tiburon, will you dress up as one of the guards with torque and rigs? And then upon, uh, we'll give a signal. Uh, rigs will say, um, will relay the signal when it's time to uh, attack. Branch will cause a distraction by turning into something bigger, right? You can do that. Yes. And upon that distraction, I'll hand out, divvy out the weapons to everyone, and uh, Riggs and Torque will, will release us, and then uh, and then we'll we'll block his entrance. Like you said, we'll take out Mal- Malkadeth. I, I don't think you'd be able to bring a prisoner in holding a obvious sack, which mm. could quite. They know what a bag of holding is. I, I think one of us would have to hold okay, that for well, you. Okay, you, you you hold yeah, that. Tiburon could hold that. Yeah, Tiburon can hold it. Okay, and my fine. trash too. Right. So I'm, so I'm holding two sacks, the trash and the, and the weapons. Uh, yeah. We could put the trash in the bag of holding, and then when you want it, it's like, ta-da. But what if it opens up in there, and then there's trash Why everywhere? don't you put don't the bag of holding there. in the yeah, trash? You, we don't want to mix and, that. And you can say, and we have this trash that they were carrying. It's some sort of night weapon. And then if he tries to look in there, it just looks like a bunch of trash. Uh, but it's actually Randall's secret um, handy things that he's got, right? But it looks like a bag of trash. Okay, so... Randall is going to pretend to be a knight. And you are also going to be captured gravely. And Sarsa is going to be captured. And then Tiburon will be a guard, and I will be an animal. And we will all go in this way. Yes? Did I understand? Yes. And since, since I still look like a wooden person, then maybe I'll just pretend I'm a construct. Don't you not actually look wooden? Again, like, you pass at any sort of, like, distance. You pass for gravely only if people, like, knock oh. on you. But... I think gravely as an orkling or as a construct or as a wooden creature are all sort of like equally like strangers and pretty okay. noticeable in a crowd. So it doesn't matter too much. Oh, um, we should not put uh, Randall's trash bag into the bag of holding. <laughs> Do you want to state that as Randall? Is he aware of that? How about the other way around? Is the bag of holding in the trash bag okay? <laughs> no, Just, neither is okay. Generally oh, we speaking, don't, don't put D&D the bags gotcha. into other bags. Uh, like, is it, unless you're is it very sure. Bag of holding? Is it, is it like a realm, a pocket dimension inside a pocket dimension? That would that would destroy everything. Uh, yes, Guys, I don't think we should we should keep the bags separate. Okay. They shouldn't well, go into well, each Tiburon, other. You might have to hold two bags. All right. I won't be able to hold a weapon, but I'll have I'll have two bags. How big is a bag of holding? Big enough to I've hold. always pictured it like a coin purse, but I imagine it's bigger than that. No, it's like a it's regular like a bag size. It's like a it's sack. Like a, I imagine it like, like a backpack. the Mary Poppins. It's like the Mary Poppins Man bag. purse. Yeah. All right, let's go, let's do this. Good plan. Uh, should we uh, wait until the morning or uh, no, we all waiting, get a good night's sleep until first? Waiting the night or... time, right? Riggs? I have no idea. What yeah, time it pretty it much is nighttime. They're planning to leave at night. All right. Yes. Let's do this. Um, the last piece of things is uh, as prisoners, they have, or Torque has these sets of uh, more or less magical handcuffs. They so like shows you, he actually like puts them on rigs and shows you that they like activate with this like purple glow and they both bind you and they prevent you from casting while you're holding them. So, so are they fake they put uh, magical on. handcuffs? Like they look like they look like they're actually happening, but. They're the real cuffs that the guards use, but uh, at the right time, Torque will be able to release them. So that would be a big piece of the mm. of the surprise. 
and Torbaron doesn't need to wear them, and Branch doesn't need to wear them, but everybody posing as a prisoner is going to need to wear them to get kind of like security through security. Okay. You know, it's been a long time since I've been in handcuffs. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to unpack that right now. All right, so Torque has produced another kind of guard uniform. Uh, he kind of like left at one point and came back with, it seems like, his kind of like backup uniform for Tiburon to put on. Tiburon's holding these two kind of like big sacks and sort of like uses them as cover a little bit to obscure his face as he walks. So it's kind of like hard for a guard to get a good look at who that is. Torque really takes the point position and so to like really, because he is an actual guard and so he's going to try to kind of take the attention of anybody that crosses them and you head off torque rigs and tiburon uh in kind of like a triangle position around the three prisoners headed off towards the big uh castle mountain fortress on the outside of town branch what are you specifically doing what are you and who are you writing i am a flea and i'm on randall all right one of the right on his, his his right ear we will skip the entire sub episode where you meet a bunch of other fleas and get involved in their kind of like flea politics and hey, we uh, must rivalries. Rebel. Yes, overthrow <laughs> the capitalist. Uh... That, <laughs> that all happens as you walk across town. Uh, you get into the fortress. Torque seems like he's a relatively high ranking guard. He's able to kind of like wave off the first round of security on the outside of there's a little bit of a like a drawbridge sort of thing you cross uh across sort of a a trench to get into the main castle courtyard and then he works his way you know you walk right across the courtyard to another set of big guarded doors where there's more guards he's able to get past that again and you walk into uh, kind of down a hallway to like a third set of guards. These people, he has to talk and work and kind of explain that these are knights that we've captured. We need to speak with we need to speak with the higher ups immediately so that they can give us directions on what to do. We believe there may be a plot to rise up against Lord Malkadoth. It could happen at any moment. It's very important we get through. He's able to kind of work his way through. And you end up in uh, another chamber. So pretty deep into this fortress at this point. It's gone relatively smoothly. And there is an older man in this chamber. So there's a big set of doors that looks like potentially kind of like the entrance to the throne room they're closed you come in through a set of doors across from those there's two other doors on either side so there's like you know a door on each kind of like of the four points of this room it's actually a round chamber and there's a person sitting at a desk to the left of the main doors and this looks like an older human with gray and white hair it's a little bit longer and he's sitting at this desk, and he's actually sitting with a little boy. And as you walk in, there's actually two guards that accompany you. So you're not totally, you're a little bit more guarded now with two guards that are like not part of your retinue standing on either side of the doors that you came in on. But are we emotionally guarded? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a question for you to answer. You're welcome to roll insight on that one. But, uh, you know, we're all on our own journey. 
but you're also you're internally and externally guarded. Um, and this person does not respond right away because he's talking to this little boy, and it looks like they're actually going over like a, a reading lesson. This, there's some like there's a book opened up, and the boy is kind of like sounding out the mag mag mage and the the older man says mage uh the mage climbed the tower and he could not he could not know the the uh knowledge that he when the man interrupts and says like so that these k's are silent you can't uh you just you say why would the K be silent? Uh, and and the man says, "No one can knows." So go off, uh, go <laughs> get to bed, and uh, and uh, make sure don't steal any pastries from the kitchen before you lay down. You know that gives you nightmares. And uh, the boy kind of like turns and says, "Like okay, I won't." And then turns back to the door and starts running. And the man says, "Thesian." And the boy stops and turns around again. And the man says, I know you're going to steal pastries from the kitchen. So don't take too many, please. And, uh, and make sure, grab one for your sister too, as well. And Thesian says, okay, thank you. Make sure you brush your teeth after. And Thesian says, yes, and runs off, presumably with his book, presumably towards the kitchen to steal some pastries and then brush his teeth and head off to bed. And the man who is uh, dressed in kind of like a simple tunic turns back to all of you and says, all right, what seems to be the situation here? Uh, I understand there's some urgency. Torque says, Minister, we believe this. Uh, we have captured several members that we have reason to believe are Knights of the Realms. And uh, we believe that uh, you would you would you would want to know as soon as possible. So we brought them to you directly. We've secured them and their objects and uh uh, if you if you could uh, summon the Lord, we suspect that uh, there may be a rebellion under plan that we we may be under able to undermine if we act quickly. And this person, the minister, apparently kind of like eyes you, looks back at Torque, kind of like takes a moment and then says, "All right, mm, all right, very well. Wait here, and uh, I'll see if Lord Malkadoth is available." And he sort of like slips in, cracks the door to the throne room a little bit and kind of like slips in and it closes. You just kind of wait awkwardly with two guards for a while who are like very like each kind of level of guards that you pass through definitely have like increasingly impressive sort of like an air of like, you know, toughness, <laughs> competency, sort of like the first round was definitely just like guys the second round seemed a little bit more alert and available. These two guards that are standing in there with you totally don't move, totally don't react, definitely seem like the elite level of the uh, the Lord's guard. So you just kind of wait in there awkwardly for a little bit, kind of nervously, just hanging out, not sure what's going on. So Gravely will um, turn to Riggs and Torque and say, so who are the children then? Are they... they uh they're related to this minister. You keep you keep children in here. Riggs turns you and says, "Shut up, you!" And he smacks you across the face. Ah, how? 
I'm just curious. Ah. You'll wait silently for Lord Malkadoth and you'll be respectful. <sighs> and uh, so the door cracks back open and the minister uh, comes back in. Well, it's going to be a moment, but Lord Malkadoth is willing to see you. Uh, we'll just be waiting here for a moment. Is everything fine here? Are you all right there, little one? Peachy. The guards aren't, aren't treating you too roughly. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, well... Uh, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Well, what is what is the fuss all about? If we have a few moments, uh, perhaps you could you could tell me a little bit of what, what you're doing here. Or are, are you actually Knights of the Realms? Well, who are, who are you then? Ah, uh, a fair question. I am the Minister of Operations for Lord Malkadoth. My name is Jonathan Fletcher. Jonathan Fletcher. Oh, Fletcher. Yeah, then you must be like um, you. Maybe you come from a family of, of Fletchers. You you you're in the archery trade. I do. Uh, that's a bit of another lifetime for for my family and I. But we used to be uh, for several generations of my family. We used to be Fletchers and and operate a ta- operate a store back in town. But I'm afraid that time is long past. Wait a second. You you wouldn't have been uh responsible for fletcher's flurries were you <laughs> not for a long time but yes yes that was my store oh yes i i, I remember a- that a- store. and my father's and his father's and well his mother's actually seems like seemed like a a very impressive store i i, I only got a chance to peek inside but too bad i'm a bit of an archer myself oh are you perhaps in another lifetime we could have done business Quite, quite, my friend. Uh, it was a grand place. We had arrows of all kind and, and, and many good times, but things are different now. Apparently. So your whole family lives here, I take it. So I believe you've dodged the question. Are you knights of the realms here to overthrow Lord Malkadoth? Why do you want to know? Are you so threatened by traveling people coming through? I mean, this hasn't exactly been a warm reception. Well, traveling people who pay proper respect to Lord Malkadoth are welcome here, but uh, outsiders who seek to overthrow the natural order of things and create disharmony and rebellion are, are less welcome. So I'm sure you can understand we'll need to properly screen things. Well, if we're talking about disharmony, let's talk about that little scene we saw in the square there. Kind of a low blow to be punishing people. By hurting innocence, don't you think? I know that it can seem very harsh, but the, the rules here are clear. And in order to preserve order, we are forced to take certain steps. Well, perhaps it seems harsh because it is harsh. There's got to be a better way of doing things than that. That's just masochistic, and I should know. Well, as long as people respect the rules, they have no fear of the heartrend or anything else, and... Unless somebody they love, or that loves them, disrespects the rules. Do you see what I'm getting at? The crossfire here, it just boggles the mind. I do. The fact is, it's an effective tool with keeping the population in order. Well, so are free concerts on Saturdays, but, you know, you're you're choosing what you want to do. It's a good point. Perhaps we could do both, but uh, I believe we have time here, so uh, Lord Malkadoth will see you now, and... Good luck. Yes. The big doors kind of like open inward on their own. They kind of like creak openly onto this like very large imposing chamber. 
you're looking kind of down a pretty long length of maybe about 100 feet. Uh, lining this chamber on both sides are a bunch of figures holding like spear and shield and armor up and down. To, so on the very end, there is a throne for sure. And there's a figure on that throne. And behind that throne, there is what looks like like a, a lava waterfall. <laughs> it's like mm. definitely not water. It looks a little goopier. It's actually a consistency that like gravely from like the war that Charkandris, like you've actually seen like actual lava. And this kind of like moves with that consistency, but it's glowing not red, but purple. Mm. And you know, your experience with that was like at this distance, you'd feel like pretty significant heat from that. And you don't really feel that level of heat, but just kind of like the visual is similarly imposing to that fortress from your past. Right. There are two doors on to the right and left of this chamber. And on the throne is a, a big, imposing, large figure wearing uh, black spiky armor. Presumably, this is the much-heralded Lord Malkadoth. There's another figure off to his right who is wearing kind of like similar armor, but this person is just more mortal size. The Malkadoth figure is definitely like bigger. This person is more mortal size and appears to be a human woman with a close cut, kind of like cropped black hair um, standing like maybe some sort of a, a lieutenant or a, a support person to Lord Malkadoth. And uh, you're kind of like ushered in there. The two guards that followed you kind of like wait at the door. They don't go into this chamber and the big doors close behind you with a big kind of like ominous like kshunk. and there you are. None of the figures on the side move around at all. Anything anybody wants to check in on, prepare, observe at this point? I think assuming that I would know as a flea mm -hmm. <laughs> that we have entered the chamber, I would hop off at this point. You've currently uh, brokered a temporary truce between the two factions of fleas that live on Randall in their kind of like ongoing turf war for his uh, for his uh, territory. And uh, so that seems good. And uh, you're able to kind of like make your exit and hop off. Where are you hopping towards? Just like hey, remember the, the ticks are the enemy. Um, and then I will. <laughs> I was going to hop off to the side, uh, hop off of him and try to get like off into the shadows or like just away from people. Right. I think you can do that. My goal is to be able to turn back into myself so I can turn into a different animal. I assume the amulet doesn't let me magically turn from one animal to another since my normal wild shape, I do not believe does. Uh, you can switch between the like amulet forms. Oh, cool. Then I will, um, then yeah. I will turn into a spider and crawl up the wall. Much like the like amulet thing itself did like shifting <laughs> through its oh. own. You can shift into cool. A spider and crawl up a little bit. And I'll, I'll use my telepathy feet to let gravely know. I am in position. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to get like right above Malkadoth. <laughs> I think that's going to take you a long time as a spider to like yeah. climb up. This chamber is tall. 
<laughs> um, and a hundred feet long. I think they probably like usher you in about ten feet. So branches very <laughs> slowly, super fast for a spider. Very slowly making his. You're gonna go along the ceiling, uh, up the wall, and then along the ceiling, up the wall and along the ceiling, making his way towards. But I'm the, I'm doing the like spider. <laughs> foot foot pull yeah all right swinging along yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll let that happen brenda wants to see where his bag is tiburon still has both bags and is kind of holding them up to obscure his face a little bit jonathan fletcher steps out briefly and then uh a moment later he re-enters the room and kind of steps up to your right torque is on your left those are the two people closest to malkadoth his way down the throne room and uh, the two extra intimidating looking guards that kind of joined you in the last part of the fortress, they also step in to this room and stand to the right and left of the doors behind you. Jonathan Fletcher speaks to this kind of imposing figure on the throne at the end of this hallway and says, Lord Malkadoth, your greatness. These three prisoners are reported to be knights of the realm sent here to attempt to overthrow you, but they have been captured, and our next steps are at your will and mercy. What shall we do? And at this point, this is about as far as the sort of like plan to get in here was going on, so I think all of you are sort of like looking at each other for when do we want to spring the trap, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lord Malkadoth, if I could have your ear for a little bit. Uh, well. Speak! Uh, you see, um, here's the thing. What you don't understand is that I work in garbage, so I get to see the refuse of, <laughs> uh, a city and how it works and what's really going on underneath. And, um, what's happening in your city is very interesting. I'm detecting, uh, you know, high levels of refuse coming from, and he gives, he's going to keep on, uh, kind of talking like that. Um, because his, he has an ability as part of his college of whispers. Oh boy. <laughs> where, uh, called Words of Terror, where at third level, I learned to infuse innocent-seeming words with insidious magic that can inspire terror. If you speak to a humanoid alone at least one minute, you can attempt to seed paranoia in its mind. At the end of the conversation, the target must succeed on a wisdom-saving throw against your spell-save DC or be frightened of you or another creature of your choice. This doesn't seem like a humanoid you're speaking to alone. Did we not describe the throne room and the guards and the people? (laughs) He is 90 feet away. Come on. I'll say, uh, well, I'd like to explain more if we could maybe be alone. We could be in an antechamber for a little bit, uh, sir. No no Uh, games. I think as you start to like take a step forward... Like all of the the two guards behind you, and you're basically walking past Jonathan Fletcher, who like puts an arm out, like no, not even close, not gonna happen. You're not getting, you're not going up to Lord Malgadoth to talk trash. I try to talk trash. That's what I do. That's, that's me, Randall. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that that was my plan, uh, guys. You do not need to talk trash to me. This is not what I prefer. Is this true? Is this true, what my minister is telling me? You you were sent here to overthrow Lord Malkadoth? Well, uh, L- Lord Malkadoth... What is I, your name? Uh, I'm Gravely, hello, um, from Oakheart. 
uh, we we don't want to overthrow you because we don't want your position. That's not really our, our aim here. Uh, we we basically want to reestablish control of the people and maybe uh, get rid of some of the evil that's happening here. I'm not not sure exactly if it's you, but you know, I mean, maybe we can come to some sort of arrangement of finding out what the problem is, and then we can. That's what that's what we do, really, is is we get rid of the bad things. So. I do not come to arrangements, and I am the ruler here. If you have come to change the order of power here in this realm, then you have challenged me, and you will die. Uh, well, I suppose we have come to change that. Yes. So, I if you have well. something to offer me, then speak. Otherwise, you will be ended. Well, uh. The thing is, um, we have taken out very uh, several other uh, leaders of the realms that usurped their previous rulers or, or chancellors or prime ministers or, or, or kings or whatnot. And um, you're next. So whether you stop us or kill us or whatever, more knights will come. So I suggest you hear us out. Um, and let us challenge you, because you seem to be a fair man. You seem to be uh, someone that, even if you don't make challenges, perhaps you won't back down from a fight like a sissy little coward. Are you attempting to provoke me, little creature? It depends. Uh, if you can, uh, if you can look up to us for a second from down on your little tiny throne, then perhaps the trash talk continues. <laughs> Trash talk. I would like to, Gravely is uh, trying to evoke a little bit of um, intimidation, but if you'll allow me. Uh, you may roll intimidation. Sars is going to kind of stand behind him with her with her hands folded and like she's like nodding like, yeah, sup at everything he says and hopefully maybe giving some sort of assistance with that. Lord Malkadoth, I don't think you know what you've gotten yourself into. Tell me, little one. I myself am one of the knights that destroyed with my bows and arrow another lord, or someone who called themselves lord, in the area of Oakheart from the fire plane. Who are you to think you can stand up to someone of that strength? I don't see any bows and arrows here. You appear to be captured. Go ahead and roll intimidation, gravely. <laughs> Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you appear to intimidate me. The, the guards sort of chuckled behind you. It's not <clears throat> happening. I, I whisper. The woman up there smiles. Too she small. Hasn't really... it, it doesn't work. I, every time I try to do this, it doesn't work. Sars is just going to pat him on the top of the head and like walk forward oh. and say, Listen, darling, it's real cute that you think us not having any visible weapons here is a bit of a problem. But uh, listen, you've underestimated us because you see, I am the weapon. And she's going to attempt to willingly turn into her werewolf form. Oh, dang. Oh, dear. Can I do that? So the question is, you have these magical binders on, which are removable. When you kind of like give the signal, you don't oh, really yeah, know. They're, they're kind of loose. 
Yeah, I mean, they're like on securing and work. Sarsa, I don't know if you know for sure if the kind of like werewolf has any sort of like magical component or if it's more inherently about you. So I think you can try to do that. Also, like, have you ever tried to willingly do this on purpose before, would you say? I think she would have tried at least once or twice, but I would leave it up to you how successful she had been in the past. Because I don't think we had to discuss that. Um, Just roll... Animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Inner beast. Roll animal handling. Roll animal handling. Yeah. Aren't we all, all just right, it's a handling the animal within? I think that does it. You're still in those binders, but you turn into a werewolf, and that causes a lot of like sudden reaction from everybody around. So everybody, roll initiative. Mm-hmm. 